0: please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. That being said, that's enough with me. That's enough about me. Tiago, let's give the people what they want. Introduce yourself real fast. All
1: right. Thanks Tyler. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. And, uh, So a little bit about myself. So I'm originally from Brazil, but I have been in New York for the past nine years almost. I started my career a little bit over 15 years ago. I I went from being a Java programmer, from going to be a project manager, then going to QA, then going to full stack developer, then doing sales engineering, then uh, transitioning to back to engineering, then
0: engineering manager
1: and now uh over the last uh five years mostly around uh, engineering management and as a director over the past four years now hiring and trying to give my best every day uh, building true. chains adjusting processes yep. and uh for the last year or so i've been pretty heavily trying to share as much as i can online uh-huh. twitter linkedin
0: Yes, and I definitely want to talk about that, too. I want to give people shout-outs this morning. Steve, Randall, Chris, Josh, thanks, buddy. Erica, Victoria, uh, Victor, Geneve, Joey, Trey, J.C., Abdus, Bill. We got the crew today. It's great to see you all this morning. I love your shirt
1: too, Tyler. (laughs) Nice.
0: uh, And then everybody in Twitter spaces, Eddie, Ryan, Sagan, Dre, uh, dragon. Um, it's, it's, uh, Alan, uh, again, it's, it's, it's great to see you all this morning. So, um, all right. So Tiago, I want to dive in first thing, let's talk about you as a job seeker, right? I think a lot of times I think people view hiring managers as they never have issues on the job search. Um, I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about, um, just what to look for in a job, right? You talked about going to Apple, you talked about your challenges at Apple, um, and, and, and why you left, um, not necessarily. We have to get into that, but just your mental state. Can you talk about um, just maybe some some job search, search tips and tricks for people right yeah, now to kick sure. them off?
1: Yeah, I love this subject actually, and I have been helping a lot of people around that. And uh, so to myself, I I actually wrote an article on this a couple of years back, and there is a a principle that I try to follow that's called continuous interviewing is like uh, no matter what, right? Uh, you should be interviewing every year, and but I think more than that, right? I think it's like yeah, it's easy to say that, but I, f- I mean, only a few people actually walk the walk the talk there, right? Yes. Like, and yes. uh, I think that the other thing I would say, okay interview even if you're happy at your current job or especially if you're happy at your current job because that's yep. when you can get this super, super exciting opportunities. I think that's that's an easy one. But I would say the the thing that has helped me the most is spending money to accelerate uh, yeah. that uh, interview process or that... There are two things, actually. Okay, The, the one thing I would say is... Uh, if you want to maximize your chances of actually being interviewed, uh, write your own recommendation and ask someone that's inside that company to drop as a personal as a referral, right? I think it's like, okay. but you need to write and you need to kind of like put a lot of energy because that person that's doing the referral to you okay. is okay, he's going to drop, let's say, your resume and he's going to ping the hiring manager whatever, but he's not going to have the time and the knowledge most of the time to actually write something that's impressive that actually is like almost like your personal letter of recommendation to the hiring manager, but coming from a, like a third
0: person. Third person. So I think,
1: yes, yeah, that has helped me a lot. And I
0: now, – Now I'm curious have, though. Where do yeah. you put it on your LinkedIn? I'm assuming, and really like you
1: send to someone. So okay. let's say you have a friend or you have a former coworker that is at Google or at sure. Apple or whatever, yes. and you wanna you wanna apply for a position there. Okay. Uh, sometimes you you know uh, like an uh, opening. Most of the time, that is not a clear opening, and it's like sure. they just need to do like to put your resume on the internal referral, like employee referral program, right? Sure. And a lot of times is not appealing enough to only put your resume and say, oh, this is my former of work is really good at this. It's like what I recommend folks to do is actually write like a three, four paragraph with following the same principles that you should follow in behavior interviews. It's like, data like putting together why like you are ab- i mean above the bar i would say and yeah. what areas do you exceed what are your superpowers and why that could be appealing to a hiring manager always putting the hiring manager a uh, perspective into that then okay. i think that has a much like almost like a recommendation right has a much higher chance of giving you visibility mm-hmm. and getting you to the interview than yeah either applying to the website that we, sure. we all know is bad or working with the recruiter, that, I mean, helps. But right. I think if you want to really, like, short, shortcut that, I think okay. it's, like, talk mm-hmm. to your network for people that are already in. Most companies have an employee referral program and not only send them, like, a great resume, send exactly what they should write about you like so, okay
0: so so for example and also by the way twitter spaces you dropped out of twitter spaces by the way so you should probably go log back mm, on to my twitter space um i was so, getting double
1: feedback let me let me see oh you're end. getting
0: double feedback you just gotta put yourself on mute i think on twitter spaces ah, um
1: okay thank you but
0: so so as, so as you're doing that i want to ask you a question so all right so the referral game is great right i talk about that all the time i think that's something that people don't use enough right i talk to people when you network so let's say tiago let's say i hit you up right let's say somebody Hits you up, right? Let's say Randall hit uh hit, hits you up, right? And then Randall talks to you for like seven minutes, and then and then they're like, "Hey Tiago, thanks again for this. Who else sh- should I be connected to in your network?" Right? The referral is such a powerful tool, right? Always try to get warm leads, and then I, I and then I would also say as well is that you really really need. Um, I I love the thought of like you know, Tiago doesn't know me. Right. But let's say there's like a VP level of recruiting at new bank. Right. I'm probably going to say, Hey, Tiago, can this, listen, this is my background because I'll go, I'm sure Tiago will go to bat for me now that he's had me on the show that I've had him on the show, but he doesn't know me like super well, but he knows (laughs) I'm a chill guy. Right. And so I, I, I love that. And I want to go into the next thing too. You said spending money to help accelerate your job search. Talk about what you spent money on, but then talk about some of the things that if people don't have the money to spend on, how can they like still get that experience? So two, two part of questions to so answer the first part, what did you spend your money on and why do you think it was worth it?
1: Okay. So give, just to give some context, last time I was interviewing actively was end of 2020 and right. I, I found out a video on YouTube of someone like uh, giving some salary range for for the big techs and in I would say senior leadership positions and I was shocked when I saw the numbers. And I was I was a director at American Express at the time and I was making good money, what I what I thought was like pretty good already. But then when I, I saw that I was like, okay, this is it. I have to do it. Like if if there was any other reason besides money, that was it. That was like yeah. the, the right moment, and um, I decided to. So the the one thing I did was like to. I had a couple of recruiters that were always talking to me, and I kind of emailed them back and said, "Okay, let's schedule interviewing in a month or something." I put I put a like a, a deadline on that, and then I had. Let's say a month to prepare as as much as I could to yeah. to get there and I mean do all the interviews. And the the one thing that I knew would be a waste of time and I had done that in the past was interviewing by myself and reading like read books or just do the cracky yeah. decoding interviews. Uh, interview book that is great but is not the book that you should follow after after you you are in tech for 10 years. let's say after you you are in a leadership position that book is is great for coding interviews, great for people that are starting but is not enough. And I knew that the same principles that we apply to let's say public speaking or to many of the areas that are more let's say soft skills related can be applied to interviews. So I found out this bootcamp called Interview Kickstart. And I mean, not only I did that, but their, their bootcamp was like six months. I I was able to negotiate to have access to all the recordings and I get oh. access to the most important thing that was the mock interviews. And instead of like spending, let's say a month watching all the classes and preparing, I decided just, to put like three no, three mock interviews a week for the next four weeks, and I had mock interviews in the early morning before work. I had mock interviews at 10, 10 p.m. East with folks in the in the in the Pacific, right? Yeah. And that helped me a lot more to see my gaps and to see my the areas that I should double down in the areas that I was already doing great.
0: Where was, uh, I, I? I'm curious. Where where is your biggest gap? Right? Because again, yes, right, I, I I think. People view people in leadership like, oh my gosh, they're perfect. But like, l- let's let's be vulnerable here. What's, what's yeah. what what would you say your biggest uh, weakness was in interviewing?
1: I would say two. I mean, I had this illusion that I I was great at the behavior interviews because I was doing a lot of them as a hiring manager, right? And I I I had this idea that uh, okay, I had enough stories, I had enough data, enough. Uh, And uh, I I should never forget the first mock interview I did with someone that that was at Google at the time. I think this person moved to Netflix or something like that. And uh, he was a mentor from the the program. And I was trying to get my point across. And then, so the way that the mock interviews work, at least uh, the ways that the mock interviews that I did work, is like you have like maybe 40 minutes of, you be interviewed as if the person was interviewing you for their company, replicating right. as much as the, the, the interview. But then the last 20 minutes, they're going to share exactly what you did wrong. And when this person started to share what I did wrong, it was like, was like so many things. It was like, And I had the idea, man, I don't even need to, to prepare for behavior interviews. And that's when I kind of like I flipped. I mean, I completely flip my approach on behavioral interviews, and I have been writing a lot about this. And I think the biggest insight is you not only need to know, let's say, the cases, and you need to write down almost a script of like your best stories. So whenever yeah. they tell, they ask you the question, "Tell me yeah. about a time you had a conflict with a peer of yours." Yeah. you don't need to think about. It. You almost you have you need to have a table you, with stories that you can pick for almost any kind of like permutation behavior interview. Yeah. Oh, tell me about a challenge project that you helped to rescue, let's say, or to to revive, right? Uh, you need to have that prepared. and You write down, not because you want to read this script, you write down because that will help you to be a lot more articulate during the, the interview. That was Absolutely. a big gap. So I had this illusion that I was really good at answering behavior interviews. But when that person showed me that all the things that I did wrong and all the yeah. stories that I went sideways, right, uh, it was like shocking.
0: So, and I, and I wanna, and I've actually talked about this too. So I'm glad Tiago brought it up. I, I truly think like you need to have before an interview, before you walk into an interview, let's say you are interviewing for a .dotnet Angular role right? Let's go individual contributor to .NET Angular role. They're basically, they have old versions of Angular. They're trying to they're trying to migrate to new versions of Angular. And let's just say it's an entire conversion project from old .NET to .NET Core, old Angular to Angular. If I were you, I would write down any time in your career that you have done either. Because what happens is, is when you go into an interview and you are not comfortable, like 99.9% of the people are, you're going to, your brain's going to, like just freeze and so then you won't have anything you won't have anything in front of you and so that so again i I love what tiago said here make sure that you write yeah write a script come prepared come prepared it's incredibly important i
1: think the the star method right i think a lot of people know about it but not enough people actually take it like seriously right and i That was the biggest lesson learned and something that I have done with probably like 20, 30 people this year. Like I asked them, okay, are you really taking this interview seriously? If you are, here's a Google Doc with like the top 10 questions that I ask. All the staff engineers, all the engineering managers that I interview, write down your answers and I will comment and say, this is not good in scope. Where's the data on this? Right. Why didn't you do this? This is bad because you had to escalate to your manager. That's not a good story to tell on in an interview. And I would comment out like, and you should do that with, with like some peers of yours, some mentors of yours, like write down your, your ideal answers for the top 10 most common behavior questions that you can easily find and ask peers or mentors or former managers of yours to, to tell what you got wrong on that stories. And then polish And then during the interview, you don't even look. You already know by heart, right? And I think you're going to do much better than 99.9% of the people. So behavior interview was an area that I was completely blind to. I thought I was doing great. But when I got to the real interviews with senior uh, engineer managers and directors and hear their expectations and the gaps that I had was mind-blowing. The second thing was on the system design interviews. And I think that was something that the bootcamp helped a lot because I found an instructor that was able to articulate on a four-hour class all the concept how everything connected. And and I learned that system design interviews are about structure and are about time boxing how much time you should stay in each one of the parts of the system design interview. Like the the, the biggest mistake that I made was like spend maybe 10 minutes like doing data like how the database would look all the tables, all the relationships and that was a completely waste because I would run out of time and not have a functional solution for the system design and I remember staying like two hours on a mock interview with someone like actually redesigning my initial solution in the ideal way and telling okay for management positions you don't need to go as deep as like in senior engineer positions, your focus is different, and realize that was like a big
0: mind blowing moment too. What? So, so for the people who can't afford to pay for mock interviews, what would you be your biggest advice? Um, I obviously have thoughts on how to get mock interviews for free, but what what yeah. what what's your advice to those people?
1: So the, the first thing is right now the top ten. Uh, behavioral questions and oh. ask peers or mentors or people that you trust to review and really agree with you on that. Uh, and the second thing would be if you cannot afford mock interviews, you can still do that with friends or like co workers of yours and you you need to put yourself in a like, high pressure situation as like make it as real as the real thing right like like make a zoom meeting put on record like bring someone need to act as like almost like uh you need to like pretend that it was a real interview and and some if you ask someone to to interview you you need to ask them to almost do the role playing there And to put you in a position that you almost forget that that is is a fake interview, right?
0: Yeah. And I want to give Barrett a shout out. Barrett's a former guest on the show. For those of you who are watching, I would highly take Barrett up on this. Um, Barrett, Barrett's great. You can go watch our episode together on YouTube, Um, but Barrett, thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. So, all right. So we're half, we're, we're more than halfway through, and I knew this would happen. So let's, let's jump on the other side of things real quick. And obviously I just need to have you on again. So we'll make sure we book you again yeah, for sure. um, because i love to catch up with you a little more because this, all this stuff just takes so much time to to, 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 un- to uncover. Let's talk about putting yourself out on the internet real fast because that's kind of my thing right now. You have, uh, for those of you um, who want to check out Tiago, it's typefully.com backslash uh, uh, Tiago. Tiago, uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Gizi. Ghisi. Yeah, so go 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 check it out. Um, Tiago, talk to me about the importance of putting yourself out there and what it's done for your career so far.
1: Okay, so I would say after after a lot of years in tech, the most important thing and is art. One might argue against that is influence, right? And is is influence by sharing your ideas, by trying like increasing your impact beyond your current company, beyond where you are at, right? And maintaining your network across all the companies that you work with in the past and all the companies you can work next, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was a, a big realization I had. Beginning of this year, it's like I don't want to be the VPs or the SVPs or the CTOs for the company for the company that I work for. And I have seen everybody really love their ideas and appreciate their wisdom inside the company, but nobody knows them outside. And a lot of their influence is being restricted. A lot of their impact is being restricted, yep. and is is like is dying inside the corporation that. Yep. Uh, and I think it's a big waste. So I decided to share like what I learned publicly. I think that that was the the, the one thing. And the other thing is, in tech, we have a lot more people coming in than people that are staying after, let's say, fifteen years. Yeah. Like, so if you are in tech and you are on a leadership position for a while, it's almost your your duty like to
0: post like to, to share. To, yeah,
1: yeah, to yeah. share and to. And to give back, right? Like because yes. I got a lot uh, early in my career, learning from people that like share with me that wisdom. And I mean, especially after the pandemic, you don't go to the office, you don't have the the role models around, and it's much harder. And especially if you start your career remotely, right? I think mean, yeah. it's like, and the new generation also see things differently than my generation. So I felt that. It has two effects. One, it helps me to polish my ideas, right, Uh, and to test them. I think that's one. And two, it helps me to increase my network, make friends, and also build a network outside my current uh, employer, my current coworkers, right? And I think that's the main reason why I, I have invested so heavily on LinkedIn and Twitter this year.
0: Well, and then, and, and again, the reason why and I'm so passionate about this, I found Tiago because of Twitter. (laughs) So (laughs) Tiago did, I, I forgot what the thread was, but you did a thread. And I think one of my contacts, again, the power of liking and commenting people's posts. So for the most part, for those of you who are watching everybody who I have on my show, I only have on my show if they have a social media footprint, because that's the only way I can find you. So, for example, tomorrow, Emmett, I I have a guy coming on named Emmett. He's a junior dev. I have followed his entire career working from crazy hours in the ER to like a night nurse type thing to, to becoming a software dev. And I've watched his whole journey play out. And I was like, I have to interview you. If Emmett did not post about it, I would not know about it, right? And so again, it's just the power of it. Tiago and I got connected because of Twitter thread. So again, I want to reiterate, you you just got to do. I mean, you don't have to do it. I keep saying that. My brother, he's a senior product owner at Ticketmaster, or not Ticketmaster. That was his last job, Eventbrite. He doesn't put out any content. He's done just fine. But what my brother does really well though is make friends and network, right? So again. Part of it, and
1: you can do wonders just just by doing that inside the companies you work with and maintaining yeah. those. Like, but I think like is really powerful what you can do today with Twitter and LinkedIn and the kind of people that you can connect across geographies, yeah. right, and across roles. And uh, I think it's super powerful. I mean, the, the amount of people I have connected this year and the amount of opportunities that I have been receiving because of that is just. It's crazy It's explanation it's like it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to beat it's hard to beat
0: yeah. yeah uh steve comes in despite being a junior putting myself out there on youtube and twitch helps me connect with people interested or involved in my industry thrilled to even have met some amazing folks on taylor's show so thank you so much for that um jordan it's great to see you and marie brings up a great point you could just apply to everything and use the interview with the company you do not uh as as mock interviews absolutely that's that's honestly a, a, another way um to, to get better Um, Tiago, as we wrap up here, last five minutes, quick advice for hiring managers right now. Um, what are, what, what are some things that you live by on your team, both from actual hiring and then building good leadership and, or good, building good culture. So let's, let's answer both of those in five minutes, which can usually take about six hours.
1: Yes. 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 So for hiring, I'm a big thing. I mean, a big fan of two things I would say. The first thing is. To try to make the interview process to be a reflection of the skills and the challenge that that person is gonna actually have on the day to day, and I know this is
0: actually really hard. Have, actually, keyword not made up. Not yes, fabricated. so I think especially in big
1: tech, it's really hard to replicate that. But if you are on a startup or on a small company or you. You have that power to change at least a few of the interviews to to be kind of like, okay, that's actually one of our biggest challenges what you're going to be doing most of the time for the next six months. You're not going to have visibility of what that person is going to be doing after that. But I think if you can replicate that, like that is really powerful because it will show you how that person is going to perform on the day to day. And it's different than the traditional. Code interview, system design, that I understand why the companies use. And I think those are powerful tools. And I mean, you can go back to history why Google and uh, the other big techs decided to to use that. But I mean, if you actually have the relationship with the candidate during the interview process, doing that is great. The other thing that I try to do uh, is to be as honest as possible and share as much as I can about the current state of the the team that that person is about to join, the the challenge you're gonna face both architecture-wise, like knowledge-wise, like process-wise, right? And what's the what is the vision, why I feel that uh, that particular role is really, is really great, it could yeah. potentially be great for someone new joining. So I would say, do that first, right? Like, give back first as a hiring manager and then ask the candidate about their background, about what they're excited about, what what not. Um, instead of hiding that or almost trying to avoid talking about this. And I would say about health, like how to maintain a health uh, culture on engineering, I would say it's all about... Uh, leading by example and when i say that is so cheesy right like yeah but (laughs) it's about cultivating the behaviors that you want to see and is about like stopping the behaviors that you don't want to see too, right so if you see that someone on your team did something that was amazing share that appreciate that like spotlight that if you see something that was really bad or someone did that was really offensive or do the same, but of course in private. And and it is, if you do those two things, appreciate the, the behaviors you want to see more that you think are healthy for your team, for your company. And uh, share feedback on the impact of the behaviors that folks did that was not really good, I would say. And at the same time, uh, kind of like, try to how can I say that? Um, try to, to, to be the example try to be the one that don't tell what you mean do what yeah. you wish others could do And um, that goes like in many ways like making yeah. decisions like like putting yourself in a really vulnerable position like as the leader right as, as the, the manager of that group. Because if folks see you doing that, they tend to replicate biosmosis, right? So I think that's uh, that's the thing I would say.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, Tiago, last questions. we wrap it up here. And again, thank you for hanging out with me. I knew 30 minutes would fly nice, by. Um, so this show is obviously called Guidance Counselor 2.0 because we had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school. What is one piece of advice that you could tell your younger self and basically like – Basically, what's one piece of advice you would tell your younger self, knowing what you know today?
1: Man, there are so many things. I I would...
0: I love the thoughtfulness.
1: No, I, I would probably say to not pay as much attention to a particular technology and focus on the fundamentals and to not attach your personal brand to a particular company not be restricted by that and not not fear that mindset it's like y- your career is yours independently to where you are and what technology you're using at the moment or what part of this thing. it's like that whole thing about that i spent maybe five years being kind of like i'm a java guy i'm a like, okay, not Java, not Linux, not for me. I'm like, I hate Windows. I hate old oh, project managers. Never do that. Like, oh, you're using, like looking down people because they were like not using the technology that I I, I would appreciate and not right. on the community that I was admiring, admiring at the moment. I would say that is probably the thing, like fundamentals on one side, like looking at your career for the really long term. You're gonna you're gonna be in your career for probably forty, if not fifty years. You can talk about Taylor, like right. retiring early and all that, but I mean, if you really enjoy your career, you're gonna be on that for a long time. And you don't want to be your last name being your company, right? You don't want to be the like Taylor, the one from let's say Apple or whatever. You want they to re- remember you as your personal brand, so like good. almost agnostically of what company Correct. you are at at the moment or what company you, you you were in the
0: past yep i love that i love that all right well tiago thank you again that was great twitter spaces thank you again i saw some people with some questions sorry we didn't get to them today um we, it was it was so much talk about we'll have tiago on again um but again tiago thank you stay on real quick as we log off here but y'all thank you for tuning Thanks in today. I love. See you tomorrow very excited again Emmett um, I have Emmett on the show uh, his story is fantastic he's he built uh, a slack community called Coder Dads um, and then you know he worked in the ER and just got his first job as a junior dev so tomorrow's great Thursday um, with Unicorn Finders my other podcast because a man can't have too many podcasts um, we have Tejas uh, he is a director of developer advocacy at Zacta X A T A Um, I met him at React Miami. So we're going to interview him about his company. Um, And then Friday, it's just me. Um, So y'all have a great one today. Tiago, thank you. And y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday. Peace. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode. And I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes. And I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it. Please, like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at TSN on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.